there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Word to your mother. Welcome everyone to Two Cool Moms. I am one of the cool moms. My name is Joe Gatto. Hi, I'm the other cool mom. My name's Steve Byrne. And we're here to talk to you about don't do drugs. Yeah, they're really bad for you. And you know what? If you love and respect yourself and you want to be a pillar of the community, stay away from the junk. Dig? I took it too far. No, I like to dig. Okay. I couldn't come up with anything after that because it was so you landed it so well. So I <laughs> feel like I feel like you dismounted great and you stuck it. I'm giving you a ten out of ten. Thank ten you. out of ten. Well done. Well Thank done. You. Well done. <laughs> did How you, are you, Joseph? Did you ever? Uh, did you have those people come talk to you at school like Dare? Oh yeah. And the, yeah. those those For sure yeah those bullshits. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Do, uh, what is what? Let me talk to you about two things. One, the hat backwards. Yeah. How often do you do it? And do you like the way you look in it? Uh, I don't like the way I look in it. Okay. I only wear it backwards when we do back-to-back -back tapings. Oh, because you only brought one hat. Ah, uh, but you put the jacket on. Nobody would even know. This feels like a different day. I, I know. That's why I did it. <laughs> but now everybody, not the cat's out of the bag. <laughs> yeah. Put it back. Uh, you you know what you look like right now, straight up. Hit one for me, babe. No. Oh, that. I didn't, even think, wish, I didn't yeah. even think I would make a wish. Yeah. But 90, like a 90s bully. You look like right now, like a '90s boy. Like you can't, you can't come with us, Brad. Like say that. Like, hey, you can't come with us, Brad. <laughs> Rico, get a load of this guy. Yes. <laughs> oh, now it's hurtful. <laughs> you already have the stripes on. '90s bully. I was always the one being bullied. I was never the one For that sure. would be the bully. Do you, you think know? that's why you're so good at like ripping apart people now? Like, Sorry? like your crowd work, quote unquote, when you like make fun of people till they cry. Like, do you think <laughs> see, well, you know, you, you always watch backstage. You never see the old wink and the smile. Yeah, neither did I. <laughs> all I see, all I see is the instant messages that come in of like, why is Steve? Oh. I don't, you, is that real? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I get some. Why is Steve so mean? Yeah, why is Steve so mean? That doesn't seem like he's a right fit for you. I get that. It's ten percent of it. Ninety percent of them. Laugh. No, no, it's it's one percent. It's Jiggy. Jiggy sends me that email. <laughs> <laughs> Jiggy's just looking for more stage time. Uh, if you think it's, I mean, this this past week in Vegas was. Oh, well, I mean, Vegas had to be. I mean, wowie. Wow, you had to the go. Things in were there. coming out of my mouth. I was like, oh my god. But yeah, some of the most rowdy shows I've ever had where people are leaving, going, I I've. I I come here all the time. I've seen you a bunch. I you know, but it's just like there's like a, a fifth gear that's clicked recently. Yeah, where it's just like it, it just all it's just firing happening. Yeah, yeah it's it's so fun. That's fun. It's so fun. Yeah, I, my version of crowd work is I give a cookie away. <laughs> you, <laughs> that's no, you're great at crowd. I, I, I don't like think it. you indulge in it too much. No, though. You, I don't. I do now a little bit more though. I've done a I've done it more now. It's, it depends on the theater. If like people are close to you and you could see them, that changes yeah. everything. You know, some of them it was like. It just felt too far away. I have to yeah. throw the cookie. Doesn't feel sanitary. See, I think the difference between obviously when I go solo, it's adults. Yeah. When I do your shows, yeah. there's kids there. That's true. And Big so difference. the kids, yeah. like I'm trying to temper it and still be. Yeah. Still doing your thing. Yeah. But acknowledge and, and I've gotten better at it. But it's, it's great. still like it's a fine line to. Well, to I like walk, that. I know? like that. I like that challenge for you. I like that a lot. I like watching you do that. It's fun. Because it's got to keep it's got to keep it fresh for you too, right? A little bit though, no. It is refreshing, but yeah. it's also like, yeah. It's, uh, anytime you go into the crowd, that's the challenge, right? right? The challenge is, you're given a set of variables. Okay, what what are you going to do with this, right? Right, it, right? You know, 
not every, not every time you're going to get flour, butter, and milk. Sometimes it's just going to be, you know, <laughs> my dad beats me. Um, I'm here by myself. And molasses. And I'm, I'm hammered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and molasses. Yeah, yeah. yeah so for it's sure. just like, all right, what, what, how, how, how are we going to get out of this hole? So, <laughs> I don't. I, I mean, the challenge in doing crowd work I like is when... I think I told you this before. The digger hole, I yeah, the bigger one you I dig. I put myself in. You like a you like a higher rise from the ashes. I love it. You like to yeah. burn and they'll come out like a phoenix. I get you. And sometimes I don't. No, sometimes <laughs> the wing, one wing flaps, both don't make it out. Uh, when right, your yeah. group of friends, when you were younger, let's talk like high schoolish, I guess mm -hmm. year. Wh what was your role in your group of friends? Were you the? Well, here's the thing. My senior year, I remember I graduated. My parents and brother were there. We took a picture. And then all the groups glummed to each other to take group, photos, group photo. Yeah, yeah. Come here, Marissa. And I was looking around. I was like, "Oh man, I'm just friends with everybody. I wasn't, I wasn't just friends with those guys. I wasn't just friends with them. I wasn't just like I really kind of like dipped in and out. Dipped in and out. Yeah. So I was, I was kind of friends with everybody. Never swam in the deep end. You always hung in the shallow. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I also played hockey so much too. I like I played for my high school team. I paid for a travel team, so I was always gone. You know, for most of my weekends. But then your high school team, when you didn't, wasn't that a default camaraderie, just being part of the team? Or no? Yeah, but then the, they have groups within that team. Got you know? it, so got it, it got wasn't it. like, so I don't know. That, that, and, and I think that that's, I, you know, I've had conversations with my wife. I, I still feel like that that's, like when I was part of the comedy club scene in New, in New York and the same thing in, in the comedy store in LA, like I still feel that's the case. Like I'm not, part of that click of like sober october i'm not part yeah. of the click of like these group of guys that all podcast together right right uh i was was just kind of like friends with everybody but i just i don't know maybe just did my own thing yeah I don't know what it is yeah how, how about you what about me did you did you have your in high school yeah you made it whole, we made a whole fucking tv show about but you want to pay attention <laughs> I mean, you want me to get up here and tell you about four lifelong were, friends who were there more challenged. There were did. there were a handful of other. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. Came... I mean, I'll, 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 I wasn't friends with those guys in high school. I didn't know. Them. It's all farce. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I'm not on a contract anymore. True TV casted you guys, right? I didn't. Yeah. Even, I'm not even from Staten Island. <laughs> I'm from which is, I'm from Wichita. <laughs> uh, no, in high school. Yeah, in high school though, I was different too because I was a mathlete. I was on the math team, right? So I was I had different people that I dug in with. I found them in improv. I didn't play any sport. Actually, none of us play. I'll see you later, buddy. Take care of yourself. Um, I between the two of us, who would you assume is the mathlete? Now, if you're talking the about Korean kid, or what? Or this mook? <laughs> I was waiting for the or. Um, mathlete. I was a Come mathlete. on, man. I was a mathlete. That's 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 the I education department saying let's make these kids cool. Yes, I competed. I was in a competitive nature with math. I went up against teams in math, where we'd have to solve stuff. Tokyo, yeah. I, I traveled. South Korea. I was in the travel math team, Beijing. just like you would travel yeah. hockey team. <laughs> you would take kids down at you. You would math tournaments or oh, something. I would. I would. What's fucking, a mathlete? What I would. <laughs> I would. Oh man! Don't even get me started. I do these kids. What? I would Pythagorean <laughs> theme the shit out of these kids. Seriously, what is a mathlete? Is a that squared, real? B squared, C squared. These motherfuckers all up and down the streets. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I was cutthroat. It's cutthroat. What is it? Three point one four of them, right through the neck. Pied that shit. Mm, sliced them. Sliced them right up. Give a shit. Mm. Mm -hmm. mm. Fucking take that. 
fucking beat you up. Uh, no, they just gave you a problem. You had to solve it faster than the other team. It was basic. Really? Yeah, so it was like that. And then also, there's two different types. There was that where there was like a, a challenge, panel challenge, and the other one was <laughs> this would you would take tests. Guys, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have never had my first Dr. Pepper. <laughs> You're crazy, Conrad. <laughs> what the fuck are you guys doing? It sounds like a horrible, yeah, yeah, it was a horrible fun. experience. The other one was Imagine that bus ride, <laughs> just a bunch of smelly nerds. Oh, Why are we smelly? No one you played hockey. You stunk. Nerds don't bathe. You know what I'm talking about. The nerds. I was. I was. They don't. Yeah, you're the exception. Okay? I don't know about that. You're 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 the cool one. You're stereotype. You're the I cool was the cool. One. I was one of the cool athletes. You know what I'm. I don't talking know. Prakash Raswanathan was a pretty cool nerd. Excuse me. Prakash <laughs> Of course. Yeah, Prakash. On par. Cracky. <laughs> the bus rides were odd, but there what would is be he doing now? Uh, Prakash dead. Shut up. I'm kidding. Uh, Come on. <laughs> So there was there was two there was two types. You do the panel thing where it was like a, a kind of like a Mean Girls, you know, the end of Mean Girls, where yeah. she's like, the the limit does not exist, that yeah. whole thing. And the other one would you would take the whole team would take tests, mm -hmm. a test, and then whatever team got the most points won. So got it. It was like ready go, and it would just be a silent competition where you're taking tests for ten minutes, and then they queue it up, and they're like, you win, and that was it. Got it. Yeah, it was not fun. It was just more school. And your parents, like, would would parents come to these things? Not mine. Or no, my dad. Had I mean, who would ever my go dad, to that? My dad's level of disappointment <laughs> in my lack of athleticism. Uh, who would want to go see? He was that? a tight end. My father, six foot three. Yeah. Star uh, all all state tight end for uh, Curtis High School. He got a he got a scholarship to play in col in high school in college. He played it for Wagner College. Yeah. One semester, and then he dropped out of college. Uh, and you were a mathlete, and you bowled. And I was a mathlete, and I bowled. But he was a bowler, and he told me everything I knew. And I competitive bowl. He loved. He loved bowling. I'm a good bowler. Okay. You can't take that I, away from me. I know. Me. I look. I I hear about it. I I haven't yet to see it. We're going bowling in Delaware. We're gonna go bowling together. I'll go bowling. We gotta go bowling. And we gotta go batting cages at some point too. Yeah. You guys have a day together. You guys can have your date day. Um. Yeah. That was me in high. That was me in high school. Mathlete. All right. Uh, the tone that you're saying. I could go hockey player. It'd be cool. Like you just went, mathlete. Cool. It sounds so boring. It is. Like, where did you guys, did you guys? <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Let's get ready to edit. Get ready to edit. Here we go, Joe. Put your finger on the button because here comes a stupid math sex joke. <laughs> no. Here it goes. Did you guys, <laughs> did you guys, did you guys threesomes? <laughs> No, I was going to ask. Yeah, here we go. This is broken. Gonna, you broke this. I was going to ask, like, <laughs> here it is. Did you guys, like, party afterwards or something? Like, did you, here we go. You guys, here we go. But you didn't do anything crazy, right? Wait, what was the question? That was the question. Oh, that like, we would get, we would, we would, like, have Can Am tournaments. Like, you go up to Toronto and you go and you hang out with these kids and they'd have a case of Labatt's Blue ah. and you get ripped with each other. Yeah. It was so fun because, like, a kid from Canada would stay with you. You would house them, and then you'd go up and you'd stay with them. Yeah. But we'd all get together. Oh, that's cool. So you're competing against each other, but you're, you're having you're a total blast. It that's was so fun. fun. Or other tournaments, we'd go out on the road, we'd be in the hotels, and you'd try to sneak beers or whatever. But, like, what are you guys... Not that. Yeah, <laughs> what are you guys doing? What are you doing for fun as mathletes? <sighs> like, are you wearing your jackets, walking through the mall, like... Jackets? Yeah. We didn't have jackets. <laughs> Who has a math? Then why jacket? call yourself... Why have the pun of <laughs> mathletes? Because why pun. do that? It's a pun. It's a pun. So what do we do for fun? I think we just sat around and talked about you know math. 
Really? That was it. No, we, we were just regular kids. Like when we weren't doing meth. Like, cause our whole life wasn't like Holy you. Like, shit. like dumb jocks like you, where you were just all oh, your whole life's about hockey and oh, we gotta take the just drink a beer. Let's bite a beer. Let's shotgun a beer. But in America, okay. jocks are basketball players, um, football players. Jocks are anybody in athletics. But people, I, people have such disrespect for hockey in this. In this country, well, that Canada. it doesn't even count. Canada doesn't matter. It doesn't even count. Like it's like you you don't even play a sport. If Listen, you play but if you're, I'm, I was technically a jock too because I competed. Joe, athlete. Joe. Was... Joe, you would then then a tow truck driver is a first responder. <laughs> There's no fucking way that you are. That might be the funniest thing you've ever said on this. It's the half backwards. <laughs> you didn't like it. I love it. You didn't like it because you go. Now your hat back. Yeah, I wouldn't have done it. This is a better choice. Okay. Okay. Being a friend. <laughs> I let you do it for half the podcast, though, so you could see. We'll yeah. put it side by side. You tell me what looked better. All right, you folks, let me know in the comments. Let Steve okay. know. Are you team backwards uh, or team forwards? Cool dad. Nineties bully. Nineties bully. What do we like better? Okay. Right, oh, you, you would label yourself a cool dad with the hat forward. Yeah, cool dad. I would just call you regular. Regular dad. Regular and bully, but no, yeah. cool dad. Okay. You don't wear hats. I do sometimes, but never in public. <laughs> Why? What? Just alone in my house. You can wear I hats around. Right? Yeah. No, I, I only wear them uh, when I come out of a pool. I wear them. And then sometimes when I'm going, uh, you know, I wake up early after, you know, and I have to go to catch a morning flight. Mm -hmm. That's it. Best breakfast I've ever had recently Yep. is the place across from you. That's right. Loved it. Loved it so Every much. second of yeah, it. Yeah, it was great. The rainbow cookie? I wore a hat. Mm. I wore a hat. You also had a rainbow cookie for breakfast. I mean, Ooh. it's hard for that to be a bad breakfast. Oh. Yes. Fantastic. Can I, can I throw you guys with the most underrated breakfast that I've discovered is Auntie Anne's at the airport. They make a breakfast sandwich. Just, just uh, for everyone to take, take along with them. The pretzel place? They make a breakfast. No one. There's never a line for it. It's like they don't even. It's like a top secret thing. They butter these beautiful that's enough. pretzel things. That's, a, that's enough. <laughs> Listen, let me guess what time it is. Lunch? Because now look how much anybody's talking about talking. You know how less a man you are knowing that a mathlete just <laughs> told you to temper it down? Let me divide mathlete. this conversation into two, okay? Because, you know, the prime number three ain't working out for us. Let's get to the questions. I mean, math's in the title. It's not hockey, cool moms. It's two cool moms. I love you. I love you, Jim. Uh, Okay. I will. <laughs> we'll have Auntie Ann's breakfast on the road. Now, right. shut up. Your pretzel dog. Wonderful. Mm. You ever do the spiral? Who's oh, she married don't... to? Sorry? Who's she married to? Uncle Ben's. That's right. Are they together? Are they in cahoots? Auntie Ann's. <laughs> hey, Auntie Ann's and Uncle Ben's. If you don't Uncle open Ben's, Uncle yeah. Ben's fast food place right next to Auntie Ann's, it's a missed opportunity. What's Rice balls. Rice balls. Okay. It's coming to us. Vanessa. Mm-hmm. Love listening to you both. Keep crushing it, mommies. How do we get you to come to Canada? Oh, speaking of which. Very on point right now. Be patient. What is your favorite city in Canada? I'll let you know. <laughs> Poutine. By I've the way, to... why don't we do this more I've been in a couple... country? Oh, let me get you talking about food. Yeah. Let me let me tell you about Canada. Fries. I went to Winnipeg. I went to Montreal, and I went to Toronto. Those are the three places I've been so far. Yeah. There may be more. Soon. Um, 
I'll give an eyes to the camera. I don't know if you saw. Okay, I'll give it to my eyes. Right, give it to, give it to we want both gifts to the front. This is broken. This clearly it's needs. Fine. <laughs> it's it's okay. This clearly needs. We can it's let's do it to this camera. Joe, I don't mind holding something with two hands looking <laughs> like this. Please cut away from that. Um, um, oh, can I tell so, you? Wait, wait, I, go. I was in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I'm telling. Fuck it. I was in Vegas and uh, they have an air horn. I love that for the Golden Knights. Yep. And it starts the game or the period. And um, this fantastic young lady that works for the organization said, "Hey, I saw you in town. Love your comedy. Would you be interested in coming out and doing?" It? I go, "Absolutely, of course. That'd be awesome." And I'm a huge hockey fan. I was rooting for the Knights their first year. Uh, they they're an ex they're an expansion team. They go all the way to the Cup Finals their first year oh, wow. in the league. It's crazy, and they're a very competitive team. Uh, so I go, of course. So what they do is they have a castle, an in-house host named Mark, who is awesome, and he introduces you, and you hold this air horn. It's not even mic'd up. That's how loud this thing is. Oh my goodness! They just wheel it out. So it's a, it's a hand lever. Yeah. yeah. So they pull it up. Ladies and gentlemen, he's performing at Brad Garrett's at MGM. Please welcome comedian. And he's here to ring us in Steve Byrne. And I get on it, and I'm holding it, and the comic takes over just like, oh, oh. No, on camera <laughs> you're doing that? Oh, no. In the stadium? So get this. So get this, okay? I'm doing I'm going, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> just look at this. I am dying laughing while I'm doing it, okay? I'm 48. Right. 48 doing this thing. I see my friend, I see my, uh, this guy, Gabe Lopez, who runs the Dirty at 1230 in South Point. He goes, hey, it was great watching you ejaculate <laughs> on the jumbo <laughs> screen. I'm here with my nephew. I'm like, uh... oh, no. Sorry, Gabe. And so so then I go later on and I meet my friend, Himes, uh, uh, who works for the Raiders. So he's got all these friends that work for the Knights, and his friends from the Golden Knights were texting him saying, hey, what did your friend do for the camera to cut away from, from him? We've never seen it cut away that quick. And then I go, oh, I don't know. This might have something to do with it, and I showed him Gabe's text. Yeah. And he just started dying. But it's just like, I, uh. I don't know why you would think something ridiculous wouldn't happen when you let a of comedian course, of course. do that. They invited you there. They knew what they were getting into. Yeah. They bought the ticket. By the way, the greatest sporting event experience I've ever had, a Golden Knights hockey game. Oh, really? Swear to God. I've been to hockey games, mm -hmm. been to Yankee games, been to football, been to Heinz, you know. Yeah, you, you go out to sport. Yeah. All of it. This thing, it is a production unlike anything I've ever yeah. seen before. They have a backstory, a film, a night going through the desert. He's got to meet this oracle. He's got to get this thing. There's a two sounds, nights. Now who sounds like the geek? Now who sounds like the mathlete between the two of us? Still sporting event. <laughs> Still sporting event. We're not sitting down at a desk watching people write shit. Hey, put that on a Jumbotron. They won't cut away from that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, if you ever cool, get a yeah. chance, I swear to God, you don't even have to be a hockey fan. Kids are dressed up as knights. That's super it fun. was so fun. I, maybe it has to do with the town too, right? Because Vegas, right? The town. There's a DJ there. There's a drum corps. Where do they play? It? On the on the strip in that T-Mobile Arena. Yeah, T-Mobile. Right, right there. Yeah, I've been to that arena. It's awesome. I go to. Uh, I like to go to that iHeartRadio festival there oh, every right. year. Yeah, it's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. It's a great, great arena. I, I couldn't. I, I 
I don't know. I was just raving about it to my wife and kids and anybody if you get a chance. Uh, okay, Stone. Stone writes us, hey, cool moms. My name is Stone. I've sent questions before, yeah, but Stone. I saw your story asking for questions. So anyway, what's a song that has some kind of significant meaning to you? Thought that might be a fun one. Love you guys. Keep up the fun times. Thank you, Stone. What is a song that um, has significant meaning to you? Well, my mind goes right to um, my father. Here we sing, go. Used to sing "Bye Bye Blackburst" with your dad again. Yeah, yeah. Because mine's dead, Maybe so I have all oh, I have his memories. You could call yours. Um, when's the last time you spoke to him, by the way? So, <laughs> I was Vegas rolling the horn and <laughs> going to see your parents. So. <laughs> Be dismissive. Uh, cherish the moments, friends, because you never know when that candle's going to get blown out. My dead father used to sing Bye Bye Blackbird, and I used to love, I used to love that song. No, that goes yeah. right to it. But, like, my mom, uh, my house was always filled with music growing up. Yeah. Like, my, I, I think I told you this before. My Who's mom your dad's to, favorite artist? Uh, my dad's favorite artist. He loves Sinatra, my dad. Yeah. Um, but my— uh, There's a stretch. Yeah, I know, right? There yeah. you go. My, uh, <laughs> Is it true, like, in, in most Italian households— Sinatra was on. You, you, you have a Sinatra— uh, uh, like Dean Martin. Dean Martin. Yeah. yeah, is that true? Or is I that think like for the, the our, our parents, yeah, yeah. But I don't know about that. Well, I, you know, in my house, I cook. I cook with Sinatra playing. Yeah, you know. So I guess my kids will probably say the same thing about me when I'm dead. But my, uh, I would think my. <laughs> I think my, <laughs> you never know what's gonna happen, Steve. You never. You're right. You're you never right. know. Yeah. You know, this could be the last time you. Speak. A little more. God damn it. Right. Okay. <laughs> let's move on. Life is good. Give me some whiskey. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, no, I think I think that when I think about music, it, go, it goes to that. But for me personally, like one of the songs that really, that I really always loved was "Dancing in September." Oh, Earth, it always oh, yeah. Earth Wind and Fire always puts me in a good mood. Whenever I was like, if I'm like upset and I know I need to do something to make me happy, mm -hmm. I'll throw it on. I think it's contagious. I, I, I every wedding I've been to, whenever it comes on, I always have a fun moment there. Yeah. So I, I think that's for a song for me that speaks to my soul. Earth Wind and Fire. You know, September. they always close out the Hollywood Bowl. Do they? Every season. Really? Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, they do like two nights. Oh, huge really? fireworks display. That's fun. It's like, oh, that makes sense. I'd love to see them. That's one of those bands you you see, like, you forget how many songs you know by them. So many, right? Um, yeah. Don't Look Back in Anger by Oasis. Oasis, for sure. I was you've, been say a part, you've been privy to this many times. You hijacked the jukebox at an Irish pub. Yep. And you corral everybody after you bought everybody goddamn <laughs> shots in the place. And your wife is calling you and texting you going, what, why am I getting alerts at one in the morning? Um, and then you just sing that out with a room full of strangers. There's, like, there's yeah. nothing better. It's so fun. I, I will say the Killers holds a special place in my heart now, too. Oh, the kill! Yeah, 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 yeah the, for sure. When we sang that Brightside. on tour, Brightside, when we sang Brightside with all of our UK fans, yeah, at the beginning of every show that you opened for us, that was to have arenas filled with people. That was the closest I've ever come to becoming a rock star. Unbelievable! Taking the stage that last moment for the last chorus and yeah. the place erupting and us all singing along together and seeing you uh, screaming at you and just locking eyes as you were in the pit <laughs> and just saluting <laughs> you for making that happen. That was one of my favorite things. That's when I fell in love with you. I think and just and, and the kids because I would I would yeah. go through I'd grab like three or four kids. You come up, and as much fun as it, you're, you're living in the moment. You're having yeah. fun, right? But there are kids, like, losing their minds. Like, I cannot believe I'm on the stage yep. at the O2 Arena yeah. with Joe Salmer, and they're holding, everybody's holding hands. Yeah, we used to put them up on our shoulders. It was, it was so fun. Yeah. You used to hold them up like this. Yeah, uh, be great. It, it, was, it was the best. That, that is, I think, I one think... of the, professionally, the greatest experience I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Oh, great. I'm glad to be part of that. Uh, top three, for sure, uh, hands down. Cool. To to 
feel like a rock star. Oh, so insane. For it was such a good idea for you to minutes. do that. It was such a good idea for you to do that. On top of Sausage Party. I know. You really brought Which, you right brought the there, thunder. Which right there, you're done. You brought the thunder. Great work. Great work, buddy. I'm going to miss you when you're dead. <laughs> Which might be soon. You don't know. The way I'm eating? <laughs> yes. Probably. You look better what you had forward. <sighs> No, I'm gonna kill myself. I won't bury you. I won't bury you the other way. I promise you. I won't put you in the box with that. Me over, <laughs> guys. This is how we would want it. We spoke about it. Episode thirty-nine. Mommy, why is Joe flipping Daddy's body over? <laughs> Trust me. It's Trust what he wanted. It's what he wanted. I knew your father. Episode forty-eight. Listen to it, Ken. All right. Uh, this is coming to us from Aaron. Mm-hmm. Hey, mommies, my girlfriend of three years recently broke up with me around the same time my parents are going through a divorce. I'm currently 20, and I'm having a hard time feeling motivated or finding meaning in what I'm doing each day. I don't like being alone, but I don't like to look for anyone else this early, and my family feels very segmented. Any advice on getting better with being alone and finding motivation to get through my day? Appreciate you both. Um, Hmm. Thank you. Okay. Well, let's see. Let's see. That's a tough one. The breakup with the girl. The breakup with the girlfriend. He said, "Right, the breakup with the girlfriend while his his parents are getting divorced." Yeah. Well, one has to do directly with your. One has directly to do with you being quote unquote alone, right? Mm -hmm. Because your parents getting divorced still makes them your parents, right? That's a hard part to accept, of course. But you're 20, and you should get that. You should understand that. You know how that works right it doesn't work for them anymore but they'll always be your mom and always be your dad nothing ever takes that away right so you're not alone there you might feel it'll feel different it takes some getting used to i i sure but it happens a lot and you'll have the strength to get through it as long as you keep the maintain the relationship with your parents individually and collectively because they're both still your parents and they can't get rid of that the flip of that is the girl not having not being in a relationship anymore Mm -hmm. is a little tough right because now you're alone when you need to lean on somebody. Yeah. Um, that is the hardest part for, for me because it's always important to have somebody to lean on. And if you don't feel like you have somebody, also another good song, Lean On Me. Um, if you're not able to have somebody to lean on, right, it makes you even feel more alone because you're going through all this shit right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say find try to find that strength in friendships instead of romantically. Yeah. Because you should, you know, you, hopefully you have some friends or some people that you trust, confidants, and... Nothing fortifies bonds like tough times. I've believed that. I've lived through that. And I think your real friends show themselves, and you could really build and take friendships to the next level there. Build your tears out. You'll have your tier one friends. They'll be ride or die there for you. Yeah. You'll have other friends who are acquaintances and good times to go out with. Mm-hmm. And there's people that you just check in with every now and again, right? It all gets tiered out. And I think going through this time, find your tier one. Who's your tier one? Who are the ones that are really by your side? Lean on them in a way. And you aren't alone. You have people in your life that care about you. You know, the relationship didn't work out with the girl. That happens, part mm-hmm. of life. Your parents got a divorce. That happens. You could survive that. You could get through that. They're still your parents. are still in your life. Um, that would I be. I forgot the last part. Oh, here we go. The dad's dating his girlfriend. Ah, okay. Yeah. So it's so that it's, makes it's, it. It's a little messy. That makes it a little bit messy. Yeah. Psych. <laughs> just joking. Bringing some comedy back. Full circle. Oh, is it full circle? No, I would, no. I think you're. I, I think you're right, though. To compartmentalize, yeah, everything. You're right. If you everything feels like too much, right? If you take on the burden of it all, if you go, oh my god, it's all happening. Yeah, if you do that, but if you just segment it, 
But he's also he, he's pretty mature enough to say, I'm not looking to get in a relationship right That's now. That's great. That's one of the smartest things you could do because you're going to bring those problems. rebound and bring it to somebody. It's it's too dark. It's too heavy. It's not good for you. It's not going to be. It, it's just a bad experience for everybody all around. Yeah, it, it's you got to take a, you got to take a moment here. You yeah, take, take a, a moment. Breather, yeah. yeah, take a breather. Take a moment. Yeah, for assess sure. assess what's going on here and notice fix little pieces at once of the big puzzle, right? That's yeah. part of it. You can't put a jigsaw puzzle together just by throwing all the pieces. You go piece by piece here, friend. And I, I look you the best. I'm not here to take advantage of the situation, but if you go to my website, steveburnlive.com, <laughs> the opening act is available, multiple comedy specials are available. Uh hit me up, I'll get them for you at cost. Yeah. But at cost. those can help make you laugh and get through the situation a lot sooner than most. Or at you cost. can watch his show for free. Um at cost. But there's a value to mine that you have to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, that's but better. it's just they just run that shit all the time. But, yeah, but for my stuff, it's just like you actually have to pay for that's, it. You're invested in it. You find yeah, it. You that's know? why I left. So, actually, yeah, I was sick of people having not to pay for my things. <laughs> sick of being available for free at twenty four seven. I was like, that's it. I'm done with it. Okay, I'm gonna release. I have a DVD, and you're gonna have to subscribe to these podcasts now. That's right. Yeah. Paywall. Paywall. Um, yeah, I think it's important to uh, find stuff to laugh at too, and and honestly, that's what you mean, right? To find stuff to laugh at. You're here with us. Hopefully, we give you a little bit of smiles here. You know, yeah. Um, laughter is truly the best medicine. Get out there and find something to get some joy out of. But you're you're totally right, though. You got a you, you got a good pal or two. That's where yeah. you're gonna you're gonna get through it all. And if you don't yeah. if you don't make one. Steve will be your friend for fourteen ninety nine. Just go to <laughs> steveburnlive.com and pick up the opening act. Um, so this is just something I'd shown you earlier. Yes. It's coming to us from Katie. Steve, you're the first comic, comic I ever want to see uh, in the Poconos. I had my family with me. I have a signed copy of your first special. You signed it for me in Philly. Thank you. And we'll show the picture to everybody. <laughs> she could not look... <laughs> It looks like she's being held at gunpoint <laughs> next to my picture, and her children look miserable. They are not happy. Yeah, no one is happy to be there. That's what you said to no me. No one. Look at this picture. No one is happy to be here. And You're the only one my smiling picture's here. <laughs> and Joe says my poster doesn't want to. The picture, my face, and my poster doesn't want to. Your be poster's there. trying to get out of the picture. It's like, please block me. I mean, it is. Nobody want. Look at it. But it's so funny. I mean, the kid is like, "Are we done with this?" <laughs> yeah. I was so excited. You saw my first comic. You're a great comic. And everybody looks like they just came out of a screening of um, Amistad. It's horrendous. Okay. Uh, what, what is, how does that make you feel knowing that people start that miserable before they see you? <laughs> Speaking of digging yourself well, out of well, a hole. I, I consider myself pretty affordable. If you're, <laughs> if you're upset at the, out of the gate, it's like, my God, we got a long way to go. You're at least going to turn that frown upside down. Okay. This is coming to us from Walker. Walker. Hey, cool moms. My wife is a great prankster, and I need a few good ways to get her back. Any advice? No. I know nothing about it. Yeah, we, <laughs> I, I think we'd have to know a, need to know a little more intel. Yes, you could do saran wrap on the toilet bowl. Yeah, you could do all that kind of stuff. You could... Uh... One of my favorite is to pretend you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> you really want to get her? Get a ketchup bottle. Did you do that when you were a kid? Make a right. nice noise. No, eight years old. Eight years old. No, no. I, 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 I'm, I'm not really, honestly, a pranker. I didn't do like I didn't do even growing up. Like I didn't like pranks. I'm a younger brother too, and like that's yeah. what a lot. Like I'm really the start that Italian younger brother, mm -hmm. right? Like that's with sisters that are close in age, right? Three years and six years older than me. So right. would always mess around. But I wasn't. I've was never a, a a prankster. 
You know, right. I never kind of did that stuff. The only thing that I would do, I would say that was prank-ish or pranky was pratfall. I love a good fall. Yeah. And I would do that all the time. But I wouldn't really, like, I wouldn't be like one of those guys, like, here's what we'll do. We'll tie a, a balloon to it. <laughs> you know, sure, that kind yeah, of, yeah. I wasn't yeah. really, I wasn't really like that. I've heard of a lot of good ones, you know, and of course, I've pulled some off. But um, it wasn't really my thing growing up yeah. to be a prank, pranky kind of kid. I, I just... I know a lot of the things that Mason Jonathan used to do. Yeah, yeah. Because he he's a big prankster. Uh, he would. You take a shower, knowing that your girlfriend or wife is going to take one later, and you could write messages in the mirror to her. So when she comes out, it's right there. Right, like that's fun. I saw you. You spent too much time. Yeah. You know, X Y Z or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a good one. But this is my favorite one. He. He did where he would take a girl out to a Chinese restaurant. Did I say this? Mm, okay. He would take a girl to a Chinese restaurant. He had a fortune cookie made up already. Uh, and he would give it to the waiter when she went to the bathroom or whatever. He said, this is the fortune cookie you give to her. Here's another 20, whatever. Okay, so so the bill comes. The fortune cookie comes. She cracks open the fortune cookie, and it says, tonight you will have sex with a clown. And as she looks up, he's got a red nose on his face. Oh, that's hysterical. <laughs> that's hysterical. That's really funny. I mean, that is that's one funny. of my favorites. That's really funny. But that dude would constantly prank. He, I mean, one of the in the Amazing Jonathan doc, the worst prank he did was also, I think, like the funniest, where he, his wife left him, and Joel had seen him on his bed with a revolver Hunter S. Thompson gave him. And Joel's like, Jonathan? And Jonathan puts away, he's like, yeah, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, Joel. So Joel uh, called the cops to make sure, like, you might want to do, a, like, a, a health awareness check on him or whatever. So mm -hmm. the cops show up. Uh, they recognize him. They say he's okay. And actually, when the cops came, they they took one of those batting rams through the, through the bedroom thing. Door. So it's like the shining, you know? There's, like, this yeah. hole in the... Well, so uh, a few hours later, Joel, the good guy he is, goes back over and to check on uh, Jonathan, and Jonathan is lying in bed. There's blood splattered on the wall. Oh, and a little preface to this is uh, whenever um, they'd work in their garage on tricks together, jo Joel would always play Billy Joel. And Jonathan was like, Billy Joel's piece of shit. He fucking sucks. It's garbage music. And and he'd say things like, you know, Billy Joel got arrested today, Joel. Joel's like, what? Really? He's like, yeah. He was loitering in front of a band. And like <laughs> jokes like that. And so 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 Joel shows up and he looks through the thing. And he's calling Jonathan. Jonathan and his lifeless body's there. And then he sees blood. He's like, oh, my God. So Joel rushes in. And on on the bed is an envelope. And Joel takes the envelope, and he's looking at Jonathan's lifeless body. He's like, oh, my God. And he opens it up. He goes, dear Joel, look what listening to shitty Jill Billy Joel music did to me. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jonathan got up and goes, ah. Oh, my God. And I Joel was, was mortified. Oh, that's the worst. Jonathan's out of his mind, methed up, thinking this is funny. Right. And, uh, and then Joel ended up just, like, leaving, like, shell shock. Like, I thought he was dead, and no. now he's not. And they never talked about it. <laughs> they never talked about it. But that story Amazing. became one of Jonathan's favorite stories to tell people. Yeah. Um, so yeah. he was constantly pranking. He was always doing. So it. try that. I guess is the question. <laughs> His house was booby trapped. Oh, that's. His fun. house had 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 pranks all over it. He had the Chucky doll, like the original Chucky doll. And you go, this is the Chucky doll. And, and you see it in the wall, in the frame. He's like, this is the original Chucky doll. It was reused in the movie. And you're looking at it. And as he's talking you through how he got it or whatever, he had a lever behind it. So you're looking at it, and he hit the lever, and it would come out and spring out like this. Uh. 
you'd, you'd obviously scared. There, he had an antique chair. I forget what this thing was called, but but the back went up like four feet. Over, yeah. It was crazy. And you sit in this chair, and he would he would tell you about the chair, and you're like, oh, well, nothing's going to... And he pushed this button, and the thing would go whoop, and it would flip you back. Oh, my goodness. So you'd do like a, a jack tripper yeah. uh, out of the thing. My he had, my two I favorite actually wanted to booby trap a house. That'd be fun. My two favorite ones were he had a painting of a cow, <laughs> and he'd give you a martini glass, and you'd go, go up to the udders, and you put the glass up to the udder, and milk would come out of the udder into oh. the martini glass, which I thought was cool. That's weird. And then there was a- How's that fresh or sanitary? No, it was, it was probably just white water. Okay. But- uh, Still gross. But you, he has this gorgeous pool, this backyard, and you walk over, and he had this spider framed, like a huge tarantula. It, it, it's like the, the size of your hand, right? And you're like, holy shit, this is fucking crazy. He's like, dude, I caught that in my pool. I caught that in my pool about a year ago, and as he's, again, he's detailing it to you and, and talking to you, a fucking spider falls from the ceiling right in front right, of you and dangles, dangles yeah. and it scares the shit out of you. And yeah. so when it happens to you, it, it's just like, it, it's nonstop, yeah. it, it's hilarious. But the best part is when, you do, when you're with a friend that yeah, has no idea, he sure. would walk you through all those beats. It was, it was the best, yeah. yeah. He was constantly doing stuff. He was I, great. I, I would love like to do a, I thought you were gonna say with the Chucky doll, which would be really awesome is when he says, you know, that's the original Chucky doll. And then like, I like a long, I like a long con, right? So I would yeah. love to like if you like have it by somewhere or someplace that's you know the person's gonna go by again. Yeah. And when you pull the lever, it just takes it through the back door and it just it's gone. Yeah. And then wherever they're spe- sleeping at that night, you just have one in their room. <laughs> that oh, would yeah, be yeah, amazing, yeah, yeah. right? So like they walk yeah. by the case, they show it to them, then they walk by the case, it's gone. <laughs> and then the next place it shows up is in their bathtub. Like you know what I mean? That'd be yeah, really yeah. Cool. I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> this is something Jonathan used to do that that I love. This is the most elaborate thing. I don't think we had this in the movie. We had to cut a lot of these yeah, stories. Of but but um, Jonathan, if you open for Jonathan, the week of, of the shows, you got to know each other's acts, and he, he would tell you, on Sundays, I'm going to mess with you. Something's going to happen, so just beware. I'll just mess with you. So there's this one guy named the great, uh, the great Baldini. Mm-hmm. Baldini didn't talk the whole time. But he would he would do a joke or he would do a trick and then he'd walk over to Mike casually and go, Baldini. <laughs> and so that was that was his act, right? And he had this um he had this newspaper that he would shred up, you know, and put into pieces or whatever, and uh vamoose, and then he'd corral them all together and, and then reattach. somehow would reattach, right? So he did it, and as he's crumpling it together, you know, he puts it in a pile. And then he's going, you could see him, because they had videotaped these. We had videotaped this. And he's going, oh, shit. Because he could feel there's a difference in weight. And Jonathan had duct taped, had put duct tape letters on the newspaper. (laughs) So so you see the video. Baldini's like, he's just like, oh, Jesus Christ. And she's unfurling this thing, knowing Jonathan of all people. (laughs) And it said, uh, it said, uh, it said, I'm a Nazi. (laughs) And then my favorite one, this is my favorite one. Did he go over and go, Baldini? (laughs) (laughs) And that was his closer. Yeah. Yeah. uh... Baldini. Uh, This is my favorite one. He had this guy, and I forget the guy's name, but he had this. Uh, um, patriotic, anthematic thing at the end where uh, he would, you know, the Star Spangled Banner would, pl- or uh, Yankee Doodle Danny would play, mm-hmm. right? 
and uh, unfurled would be the American flag, and out of his arms, he'd pull out like uh, a bouquet of red, white, and blue flowers, and out of the hat and all this stuff, and he'd be marching. Proud to be an American. Yeah, yeah. proud to be an American, right? So, so he's doing it, right? But he has no idea that um, Joel and Jonathan had replaced the American flag. What they did was they took a white sheet and they got spray paint and they spray painted a message on the white sheet that was going to unfurl. Now, when you do this, you, ha you do have to get permission from from the casino. So they went through six different messages of what, and they landed on one. And um, and so basically the guy is marching. He's you know, polite clapping. And then he's like this. And then the flag drops, and it says, I love little Asian boys. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And, and he's marching. He doesn't turn he's around. He's marching. Oh. He doesn't know. And the crowd is like, what? <laughs> and then there's other people that are dying. But Jonathan is on the side. Oh, of stunned. Hunched over, crying his fucking eyes out. And the guy sees Jonathan. He goes, he goes, ah, oh, shit. And he totally forgot. And he looks over. He goes, <laughs> you just see it all. Like, you see him looking over. And Jonathan, the music's like, still oh. flying. You go, oh. <laughs> He's like, good night, everybody. God damn. What do I, I, I did the, uh, what do I, one of my favorite is I always used to, uh, I used to make, I used to bring like the, my sister used to say, "Get the birthday cake." Yeah, and I would get the birthday cake for the kids' birthdays. Yeah, so it'd be my nephew's birthday, whatever, oh, and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. So I always, I would always do, yeah, I would do happy anniversary, uh, you know, happy anniversary, sit and flow or whatever I would do, right? Like, and I would just make the joke, right? So then this translated into jokers. We we're working at Ferrar's Bakery, mm -hmm. and it was like somebody came in and ordered a cake, and I'm like, "Oh, could you write on it?" And the whole place went, "Oh." <gasps> Yeah, of course we could write on it. So yeah. in the back, like, all right, go write. And now we have to figure out what to write on it. And I was like, I came up with that. I came up. I was like, you got to write. It's this little old lady. I was like, you got to write something. I said, it's got to be huge. You got to yeah. really, like, you want her to be confused by it. And it's got to be, like, why would you even write this on a cake? Yeah. I said, it's got to it's hit twice, right? Yeah. So we came up with nice cock Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> and we fought for about 15 minutes to write it on this cake or not. The, so much so that the woman's like, is my cake ready? And I was on the phone like, one minute. And that's what you wrote? Uh, no, I don't think we ended up. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah, but that was like, that, and that would just became a joke within the four of us where we'd always be like, is this a nice cock Daryl moment? <laughs> I'll tell you, I, I was in uh, Vegas with, you know, Brett Ernst. Yeah. So, you know when you walk along the strip, the, oh, yeah, the, the guys the with the stripper and the yeah. escort numbers or whatever? For some reason, I, I never threw them out. I just, there was no garbage around, so I just stuffed them in my pockets. And one night I'm sitting around, I'm like, I got all these numbers, right? And and in my hotel, Brett Ernst had the adjoining room. Mm -hmm. So I could hear him all the time. And so I thought, well, let me let me do this. Let me order some. <laughs> so I ordered, I did it at like 3 o'clock, 3.45, 4.15, 5 o'clock. I ordered four different escorts to his door. To Brett's room. Yeah, so the first one, you know, it's like, hello, hello. And Brett opens the door, he's like, yeah? And she's like, yeah, I'm here for you. He's like, I didn't order anybody. Who the f No, and, he, and and you know Brett, he yeah, doesn't yeah. He, he doesn't temper. He, he starts swearing. He's like, man, what the fuck? I didn't order anybody. And he slams the door like 30 minutes later. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> he's getting progressively pissed yeah, off. Yeah. Third one, God damn it. <laughs> and then the fourth one, I sent a dude. <laughs> 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 I am 
Hysterical laughing. laughing on the other side of the door. Dying laughing uh, on the other side. And now he's banging on the partition door. Burn, yeah. I'm gonna kick <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm trying oh, to sleep. God, Meanwhile, yeah. you didn't get any sleep either because you're oh. sitting there listening like a kid with a glass. Just on the door. drinking all night, hanging oh. out. It was it, uh, it was one of the hardest I've ever laughed. <laughs> Just knowing how angry he gets. Yeah. So right. furious. And then one of the pimps called his room demanding money. And that's when I kind of felt bad. But <laughs> But also not. Nah, that, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for listening, oh, we, buddy. Are we done? We're done. Oh, we did yeah, it. That was great. We did okay, it. We did it. Yeah, hey! we did it. Hey, we did it. We did another one. Uh, much love to everybody out there. Thank you so much for listening to Two Cool Moms. I could be, yeah, dude, sideways. Let's see how it ends. Oh, there he goes. You can come see me on tour if you want. JoeGattoOfficial.com. Uh, yeah, SteveBurnLive.com, all my tour dates, and then we hit the road together. together. And thank you, everybody. Subscribe. Yes. Great. Review links and, and prank away. Much love, everybody. These two cool mommies love you, so show us some love. Please rate us, review us, follow us on all social media, and subscribe to our YouTube.